Hello, Saints Hill Church. My name is Jacob. I'm one of the leaders around here, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in, being with us, because when you tune in, you allow us to be family, allow us to be the church. I also just wanted to say that it's always an honor to be able to um, open the scriptures together uh, for me to share my heart. It's a big deal. I'm so excited to actually gather around the truth tonight. Uh, and, and in doing so, what I want us to do is really submit ourselves to the person of Jesus, to gather around his word, the text, and honor him as a teacher that he's going to teach us today. Um, I actually am so believing that in these next few moments together, uh, just out of our week, that in opening the scriptures and pressing into the spirit, I just so believe that he's going to impact your life. I believe that Jesus' peace, I believe his love, his joy, his strength, and his clarity is going to meet you exactly where you are and exactly where you need it. So I'd love to pray, and then we'll jump straight in. Lord Jesus, I just so thank you for who you are. Holy Spirit, you you reveal Jesus in amazing ways. And so would you do it again? God, I pray more than ever in this time, would you, um, Holy Spirit, bring your clarity? Would you bring your focus? Uh, we want to respond. And, and our way of response in this time um, is to press into you, the person of Jesus. And so, Holy Spirit, would you just do what only you can do? Would you meet the people uh, who are tuned into this? And would you really, I'm asking for um, gospel transformation, that our minds would be changed. And Spirit of God, would you pour out your love on your people, that they would feel known by you and accepted and loved. We bless your holy name. It's an honor to be able to open your scriptures freely, and we worship you with everything that we do. We bless your holy name, Lord. And everyone says, amen, amen. Well, the title of my talk today is Intimacy is the Destination. I'll say it again. Intimacy is the Destination. See, today I want to remind you that once again that you were created to be intimate with your Creator, to be close, to know God, to know Jesus, to know the Holy Spirit, and for you yourself to actually be intimately known by Him. I want to remind you today that you were actually bought into the family of God. You were actually adopted as sons and daughters. How? All through one huge act of intimacy done by King Jesus. See, today I want to remind you that you were purchased for intimacy with Jesus. I would like to remind you, I'd like to propose, maybe even convince you that intimacy is also your life's destination. It's where you're going. And there's no arrival to it, and that's what makes it the good news. See, our lives consist of so many talents. They consist of dreams, relationships, callings, careers, etc. But as believers, I think the foundation to it all should be a life of love and intimacy. See, intimacy is the destination. It's where you're going. So I really do pray that during this talk that you would feel that tug of intimacy again, that you would actually hear Jesus's still small voice coming into your spirit, into your heart, into your mind saying, come away with me. Would you do it, Lord? Would you speak to your people? Now, before we jump into the scriptures tonight, I would like to ask you a question. Have you ever known someone with a pretty obsessive personality? like an obsessive, like just all in, jumping head first, head over heels type personality. Does someone come to mind? Is that someone you? 
You know, honestly, I actually think of myself when I hear that question. It may sound kind of funny, but I have always been a tad obsessive when it comes to my personality, my identity, my calling. I'm, I'm a tad obsessive when it has came to the different phases of my life. See, I remember actually when I was a very young boy, I grew up in a Christian home, and you may or may not know or have seen a Christian TV show called Bible Man. Oh gosh, here we go. It was all about Bible Man. He was a Christian superhero, and he would actually fight off demonic villains with his armor of God on. And if you've seen it, you would know, uh, he would fight these like, like demonic villains with this yellow, long, holy lightsaber, super weird. And see, at a young age, I was obsessed. I was just all in when it came to Bible Man. See, it was not enough for me to just have one VHS episode of Bible Man. See, I had multiple, but it didn't stop there. I actually remember going to a Christian bookstore and I bought the whole Bible Man costume. Like as a little boy, I can still remember wearing this full on purple and yellow, like fake muscle breastplate, uh, the purple pants, and we definitely cannot forget the purple cape. That was me. If you don't remember Bible Man, of course you can maybe remember VeggieTales. Oh man, oh man, was I obsessed with VeggieTales. See, it's all that I thought about. I grew very intimate with all those talking veggies. See, just like Bible Man, I was all in. I had multiple videos, episodes, movies, books, and get this, I, I so remember this, this is, this is wild. I remember going to a mall in town, I'm pretty sure it was a mall, and I, I was at a mall and I was freaking out because somehow I happened upon this kiosk at the mall that sold VeggieTales merch. So, okay, so they sold their merch, but not just any merch. They sold these CDs. They were these VeggieTales, almost like greatest hits on a CD. Like, so the music of VeggieTales. But get this, this is wild. They customized the actual CDs with your specific name to be in the songs. So the veggies were singing straight to you. I remember being obsessed. I mean, looking back, whatever, like, because uh, I was young, looking back, whatever, like, program they used was absolute trash. It was, like, super robotic and weird. Like, if you know the VeggieTales song, so sorry if you don't know VeggieTales. Thank you for bearing with me. But if you know the VeggieTales song, this is the CD that I bought. It would say, if Jacob likes to talk to tomatoes, right? It would say, if a squash can make Jacob smile. It was super weird. If Jacob likes to waltz with potatoes, that is what it was. See, I was obsessed and all in when it came to VeggieTales. I gave my whole life to veggies. Now, fast forward to around late elementary school when I got obsessed with skateboarding. So same thing. I could definitely not just stop at the finger size tech deck skateboard. I needed a specific full size skateboard, but not just some blank generic board. I needed that specific skateboard that that specific pro skater would ride. I needed the baggy skate jeans. I needed the t-shirt, the hat, the shoes. All I would do is watch skate videos. I'd research everything I possibly could about skateboarding. You can actually even ask my wife still to this day that skate videos, skate interviews are actually probably one of the most watched videos I still enjoy. So gosh, that is just me, I'm all in. See, I can have that obsessive personality when it comes to my passions, callings, and identity. And, and there was still, honestly, 
a huge desire of that kind of all-in identity today. I always joke that like, I love cooking. There's a big part of me that wants to just like quit everything and be a full-time chef. I will give my whole life and calling to the culinary world. <laughs> like peace out America, I'm moving my family to France. I'm gonna go work at some top tier bistro. I love to cook. I'm that way. Do you know someone like this? Can you relate to this at all? Have you been there before, big or small, where you you have given or you gave your life to a whole, like your whole life to a calling, to a career, to an image, a mission, a purpose? See, I bring all this up and I actually ask these questions not to reveal something wrong with us. Actually, I bring it up to shed some beauty on it. Because see, I actually believe that at the core of every human, there's a deep, deep desire to have a rich, vibrant, all-in identity. At the core of every human, we desire a strong purpose. See, I believe on a journey of discovering who we are so that we can find a calling, a purpose that we'll go all-in on. We're looking for a purpose and a calling that I can say I'm going all-in on this. See, I believe we have all sought out the questions, God, what is my calling? Or Lord, what is your will for my life? What do you have for me? See, we are all longing for intimacy and calling. Now to bring it even closer to home, the awesome thing about all of this and what I would say the good news is for all of this is that as believers and followers of Jesus, I would propose that all of these questions to life have been answered for us. That in the scriptures, we have actually have a beautiful invitation into a calling. We have an invitation into a purpose, into a destiny, into ascending, if you will. See, I think our lives actually do have a destination point. I believe intimacy is the destination. See, lives that are laid down fully to Jesus is our main foundational identity. I'll actually, for the rest of this talk, be using that phrase a lot. Main foundational identity. I'll explain more. It's good news because the unknown and striving for identity, I believe, is done and was purchased on the cross for you and for me. Now hear me, I'm obviously not saying that we can't have specific callings, careers. I'm not saying we can't even have multiple different types of jobs. And I'm not saying that God can, he, that he can't just send us out to different things at different times. However, track with me just for a little longer. What I'm saying, and get this, listen closely, and we'll explain this more, but listen closely here, is that I believe there's a proper order and even rightful prioritizing of identity that we are invited into. I'll say it again, is that I believe there's a proper order and even rightful prioritizing of identity that we are invited into. And this whole idea is what I wanna to explore today, all together as a family. So we're actually about to read, get into the Bible, read some scriptures from the Bible that I think will actually help us get a framework for this. So if you have your Bibles, if you have your phone, we are gonna be in Acts, because we are in a series called House of Acts. Go ahead and flip to Acts 13, and we're actually only reading three scriptures, one through three. So go ahead and flip to Acts 13. Now, these three scriptures that we're about to um, kind of camp on and read on, honestly, I, I feel like are three scriptures that in your normal reading um, time that you actually you'd maybe find not significant. Uh, maybe you just read them as informational. 
uh, maybe scriptures that you'd even just pass over, um, especially because if you read it in context, the scriptures are in between two different stories. But I think definitely when we open the scriptures that they're in these three scriptures that there's going to be some in insights that we can actually learn from. So let's go ahead and uh, get your phone, get your Bible. Acts 13, let's read this together. Acts 13, verse 1, follow along. Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, uh, Simeon called Niger, Lu Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping, so they're all together worshiping, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, remember that, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Now, with the time we have together, I want to talk about just actually two insights that I've got from these scriptures. And then I want to talk a little bit about prayer and then fasting, because we see these in this text. Now, for the first insight I get from this text is this. Death to self and pride is the doorway to intimacy, and intimacy is the road to your calling. That's your first insight. I'm going to read it again. There's kind of a lot there, but if you're taking notes, first insight. Death to self and pride is the doorway to intimacy, and intimacy is the road to your calling. Now, you may be like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Explain. Now, this first insight, if I, I got to be honest, uh, may just be some Jacob thoughts here. Um, so it's mostly just your friend talking to you here. But when I actually was studying this and read the scriptures uh, and started looking at the context of this passage, specifically the event that took place before these scriptures that we just read, um, let, me, let me explain. If you remember from last week's teaching, we see Herod's death. We see him actually struck down to his death because he had pride and he didn't give God praise and credit for his wisdom. So track with me. Technically, in a way, Herod and Barnabas and Saul, with what we just read, aren't connected together within a, the same thought. However, the Holy Spirit actually gave me this thought that I feel like is really true in my life, and maybe you can relate, is that when I die to myself in certain things, when actually I humble myself, when I kill that maybe, quote, kingly thing in me that wants to take credit for everything, when that thing dies, I actually believe it sets me up for a deeper intimacy and connection to the Lord. Matthew 23, 12 in the NIV says this, For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So humility brings exaltation. So I think of exaltation as it's being raised up, right? Being exalted is actually a moving of direction. You were once there, and now you are here. So humility will move you. It will raise you up to a new place. So actually, take it a step further. I pr propose that humility is the fast track that will thrust you into your calling. See, in the context and flow of these passages in Acts, we actually see, based on the chapters and the stories, we see this context. Death of pride took place, Herod. Then we see people praying and fasting. And then from that, we see God speaking out their calling over his people. So for the first insight that I have for you in the context of all that is death to self and pride is the doorway to intimacy and intimacy is the road to your calling. Now, second insight. See, I believe when we give ourselves first and foremost 
to intimacy with Christ from that place. So when we give ourselves fully to him in an intimate way, from that place, the Holy Spirit will reveal our true calling that he has for us, just like what we just read from Barnabas and Saul. See, calling, purpose, direction, career, uh, God's will for your life will all flow out of a place of intimacy. See, just, just like these scriptures uh, that we saw with Barnabas and Saul, the Spirit will find you in a place of intimacy and worship and then call you to a work. My second insight for you is this, that I love that Barnabas and Saul were simply already just worshiping. They were praying and fasting. And out of that place is when and where the Holy Spirit spoke out that he had work for them, that the Spirit had called them to something new. See, once again, maybe just Jacob thoughts here, but we don't read that Barnabas and Saul were actually worried about where to go next or eager to search out their own callings. So that's why they were praying and fasting. No, they just, I, I would say they just lived that life of intimacy and devotion and calling was actually birthed from that. See, a lot of times in life, I, I've noticed, maybe you can relate to this, uh, that a lot of times in life, it's like, I need to know my calling. Because God, sometimes we get in these conversations, it's like, God, I need to know my calling because once I find my purpose, once I find my destiny, my career, once I find out what I was made for, then I will really know why I'm alive. Then I'll know actually how to pray because everything will be in its rightful place. Then I'll have like prayer points and I'll know how to pray. Then I'll know how I fit into the kingdom of God. But instead, actually what I learned from this passage is that if I prioritize intimacy, so prayer, communion with God, fasting, I actually don't need to worry about my destination. That's good news. Get this, my intimacy will create an environment for his voice to lead me to my true calling. I'll say that again. My intimacy I have for the Lord, when I cultivate that, when I host his presence, it will actually create an environment for his voice to lead me to my true calling. See, this is important because, get this, when you give your life to intimacy and then in, in that place, in his presence, he tells you then to start that business. He tells you to choose that job. He tells you to go on that trip or uh, move to that certain area. So continue to track with me. If it was birthed out of intimacy, you then don't have to build it out of pure human intellect and talent and promotion. Instead, since the Lord's voice birthed it and intimacy was the soil of it, then the only thing that will grow your calling is love. Love will sustain it, not works. This is super good news. See, this is extremely relevant, I believe, during these times because um, during quarantine, I'm sure big or small, we've all had to maybe rethink our callings and our identities. Some of us maybe sadly have actually been stripped from our jobs. Maybe you had to move. Also maybe spent a lot of times rethinking, maybe lack of a better phrase like rebranding or reorganizing our calling and figuring out what do our identities look like after all this is over. But church, right now, friends, just in this moment, let the peace and rest of God come and rest on you right now. Let his love and peace come over you. Let fresh love pour out on you. See, I believe the more love and intimacy you have with Jesus, it will actually bring this trust and security in what your life actually looks like. 
In me saying that, I'm reminded of the simple yet powerful scripture. Matthew 6, 33 says this in the NIV. We all know this. We talk about it a lot. Matthew 6, 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. See, seek first the kingdom of God and all will be added to you. Do you actually see there in that scripture that there's actually an order there? There's actually a, a cause and effect, if you will. Can you actually see that maybe there's a primary identity and calling and then it leads to something, right? So seek first the kingdom and everything that you do. That's the first thing. My main priority, my main foundational identity is to seek first the kingdom of God and then trust that calling, relationships, everything will be added because I'm seeking his face and his kingdom. See, church, I want to encourage you to prioritize your identity and calling again to have the main foundational pursuit and the sending of your spirit be unto intimacy. I believe we actually in this time more than ever have a beautiful opportunity to come out of all this current life stuff different. So let's make the most of it. Now to end, some quick thoughts like how I said on prayer and fasting. Because I believe that prayer and fasting, I believe that these two things are actually keys to intimacy with Christ. But also these two things, I believe, are at the core of our foundational identity. And we actually see uh, Barnabas and Saul doing these two things. So that's why I want to talk about it. The first one is prayer. Obviously, these two things we could talk. There's so many books written on these, so many different vantage points. But there's just some certain things that I pulled out. So first, prayer. Honestly, what is more intimate than praying with our Lord? Getting alone with him, communing with him, talking, maybe a time of requesting, intercession, petition, declaration. But specifically, in this time of intimacy, what I want to point out is why is prayer so connected to our calling and work that he has for us? Have you ever thought of this? Well, I would say because when we pray, we actually learn and start to see his heart. When we set time aside and pray, we see his heart. See, we start to see what he burns for. Prayer helps us then take on his heart as our own. When we see his heart in prayer, I believe it actually clearly provokes a calling and then sets out work for us to do. Let me explain. See, one passage that comes to mind in regards to prayer for this time is in Matthew 6, starting in verse 6. It says this, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your Father who is unseen then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So real quick on that. See, it's that intimacy type language. When you pray, get alone with him. He's actually saying, go into your room, close the door, pray to your father. And then what is done in secret will reward you. So what I hear from that is that there's actually like, if you will, work to be done. And he's ready to reward you for that. Maybe it's answered prayer. It's just being obedient and getting alone with him, shutting down the world and saying, I'm going to close the door, not out of fear, but out of intimacy and love. He's ready to reward that. And also reward comes from work, right? When you go to a job or whatever, like you get a pay paycheck. So when you get alone and pray with him and you go out into the world, he's ready to reward you. There's an action there. It's part of our calling. And then if you skip ahead to verse 9, it says, this then is how you should pray. So we just heard like where you go to pray, your room, how you do it. This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. This is the kicker here. Pay attention here. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, this is how prayer is connected to your calling. This is why part of our foundational identity 
is your kingdom come, your will be done. And that is in the context of prayer. See, what happens is when you pray and pray the way Jesus told us to, you actually start understanding the will of God. You start, his will slowly actually kind of becomes your will. You're so intimate that you get close. And then what happens is when you're praying, you start seeing his will. And then the will is for this place to look like heaven. So why and how is prayer connected to your calling? I'd argue because then as prayer warriors, we get alone with him. Then we go out into the world and we actually look around and say, wow, there's some things around here that don't look like heaven. But actually, I know my father's will and I'm here to do the work of my father, of Jesus in service to actually say on earth as it is in heaven. Prayer has a big part to do with your foundational calling. Now, moving forward, almost done here. Fasting. A couple thoughts on fasting. The first one is super simple. Why do we fast? The first one is just Jesus did it, so we should do it, right? So Jesus, we see in his life that fasting was actually um, very important. It was actually, he did it quite frequently. It was a huge part of his uh, rhythm. We see, uh, we know that Jesus um perfectly modeled what it looks like to live on earth, that he actually was a model for us. And so everything that he did, because he wants us to be like him, he's our teacher, rabbi, we follow him, everything that he does has significance. So the first point is really simple. If Jesus fasted, we should probably fast. It does something. He modeled what it looked like to walk on earth. And what fasting did was to live by the Spirit. We'll get, by, we'll get into that here soon. Now, just like prayer, I would like to ask the question, how is fasting connected to our calling and identity? Well, I would say a primary foundational aspect of our calling and identities as believers is to get this primary thing. One of them is to destroy the evil works of Satan and darkness. That's one main reason why we're alive. So I'm reminded in this of Luke 4. Let me read it. The title of Luke 4 is Jesus is tested in the wilderness. It says, verse 1, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, it's amazing, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit, so the Spirit led him, into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted. It's a long time. By the devil he was tempted. And get this, he ate nothing during those days. So he was in a fasted state. He chose to fast. And at the end of them, he was hungry. Pretty obvious. Verse 3, the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. We probably know this exchange. So actually, continuing on, we actually see a back and forth dialogue between Jesus and the devil. Jesus, once again, is in a fasted state, full of the Holy Spirit, and he actually destroys the temptations of the devil. He actually, we see him combating confusion coming out of the devil with truth. This is part of our calling as well. We must do this. And this is how fasting helped Jesus do this. See, just like Jesus, we must live by the Spirit. That's what fasting does for us. I mean, we literally don't eat food. We abstain from certain things in life so that we can live by the Spirit. See, fasting will actually, I believe, bring a clarity on what your calling and mission is in life. And then through that, it will help you destroy Satan along the way. Amen? So let me ask you this question. Um, we haven't actually talked about fasting as much. Uh, maybe you've never fasted. Maybe you fasted social media, but certain things, that's, that's awesome. Um, maybe you uh, have done extended uh, like 
not eating food fast. So we have we haven't talked about it much, but let me just ask this question. I feel like the Lord is maybe inviting us into some new things. And the question is, can fasting help you step up to the plate of your calling that much more? So in this time, whatever you feel called to now, or really once all this is over, or something that's like on the horizon for you, that's just a big deal. I would just like to ask and, and just like open the opportunity, like the open the opportunity, the invitation, if you will, to say, can fasting actually help you just that much more step up to the plate of your calling and live by the spirit? See, church, my main goal in this whole talk was pretty simple, was just to remind us all that our main purpose is to devote ourselves again to intimacy, to worship, to prayer and fasting. See, friends, in this time of uncertainty and major struggles on many, many levels, right? I challenge you, make intimacy your main destination and watch how God will call you to work, call you to new work that you could never have dreamed of. Because church, my goal tonight and the thing that I just want you to just have a fire in your spirit again is intimacy is the destination. In these times, let's run to Jesus. Let's get his perspective. Let's give him life of love and figure out his will. Let's pray, let's fast, let's do whatever we need to to get his will for our times now and then just declare on earth as it is in heaven. So I just, I wanna pray for you and just remind you once again, intimacy is the destination. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I just pray for a fresh um, devotion for your presence to hit your people. I just pray um, for a new strength, um, almost just this uh, new strength to wake up in the morning and just say, okay, I've been confused. Um, this is happening with my job, this is happening in the news. I've just been confused. Oh wait, I was made for the presence. Just that, that new strength, a freshness uh, of love would be poured out on your people. Thank you, God, that you are raising up a church called Saints Hill. You're raising up a church called Saints Hill that is actually going to keep the main thing the main thing, that you're raising up a people that will say, our foundational calling is to minister to the Lord. Yes, we have careers, we have jobs, we have all this, but as, there's a group of people in Newburgh, Oregon that say our main thing is to minister through intimacy to the Lord. And we actually believe that we don't need to focus on what's next, but we actually get to focus on what is right in front of us, and that's you. And that when you find us in a place of prayer, worship, fasting, you will send us out to the right one.